that quarterback, number 19. Six B's and a P here on AquabearLegion.com. Long that never existed. I'm your host, Brian Costco, joined by all three of my regular co-hosts throughout the season in this show. Chris Poland. Goulash. Brian Weeby. Goulash. Ian, my face hurts wolf. Paprikash. And we're here to talk about gateway stews and getaway stews and try to make sense of what was a very strange Cleveland Browns season. On the positive, this is the best the Browns have been since the show's existed. Right? True. Also, first Browns season in three years with the same coach and GM so far. They fired Word. both of them. You know, that's good. Jesus, that is a depressing stat. That's right, Chris Pullen, it is. But an even more depressing stat is that it's now been 20 years since the Cleveland Browns have hosted a home playoff game. Playoffs? 12 years since they've even been in the playoffs at all. Playoffs. The Browns are also the only team to have never played in or hosted a Super Bowl, which I felt was an important thing to bring up on the Super Bowl week before. Super Bowl week before. So yeah, there you go. We're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff. The off season, next season, this season. Ian had a tooth incident. I sure did. And he's on the men now, but meds now. He's on the meds now as well. So if you remember, and we're gonna have the inaugural 6B1P award ceremony later on. And I believe one of the running, in the running for best episode was the one where you were on all those pills. <laughs> From your back, right? Yeah, man. I think that might be the last time I was on. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. Me and Chris held it down, Sherry. Brian Weeby hasn't been here in a little bit either. Yep, it's true. This, this is exciting. Life has a way. Is everybody, everybody excited? I'm excited. Okay. I am excited. Not especially, though. No. Wolfman? Yo! All right, Wolfman's excited. I think the police are back. He's on probation. Yeah, no. All right, see you later, Wolfman. <laughs> Make Ian's tube fill up quicker. <laughs> uh, real quick, before, before we get into all the fun stuff and nonsense, we should briefly talk about the last Browns game because we did not do an episode after that. I mean, I barely even remembered at this point. I read these three. We have three bullet points, so this shouldn't take long. Uh, they lost to the Ravens 20-10. to Connor Shaw did okay for a while, but then we lost, in parentheses, I didn't watch it. <laughs> As usual, it's difficult to care late in the season. I feel like that sums it up. Yep. 
I, it was a not a memorable game. I did watch it, and I do not remember anything at all. I think I watched it too. Yeah, I watched it. I don't remember much aside from it being a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing we could talk about though was uh, Gilbert and old uh, weed smoke and wide receiver oh, not, yeah, not even playing. Yeah, Ian, can you cue up the music for the six P one P party review? That's right. Johnny Footballs is throwing hot tub parties, right? Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> Chris, have you been? To a Johnny Football hot tub party? Mm-hmm. I've never been to any sort of hot tub party. Oh. I went to one with Brian Weeby one time. <laughs> At a cabin. I saw pictures of that. Oh. Yeah, me and Brian Weeby and Randy drank too much and sat in the hot tub for too long. <laughs> Not enough party is the word I would use for that. Yeah, no, it makes you feel like you're going to die. I woke up in the middle of the night like, ah, I need some water. i got to get in the hot tub. Really? <laughs> Being in the hot tub too long makes you feel like you're going to die? It's warm. It's a hot tub, Chris. It's warm, and you lose track of how warm it is. And I think when you're drinking... That's all thrown off, the temperature and alcohol. And, you know, like, people say, like, it doesn't actually make you warmer. It makes you feel like you're warmer. And then I'm, like, feeling They warm. make warning labels about it. Do your bowels <laughs> loosen? Yeah, you're not supposed to stay in there too long anyway. And you're not supposed, definitely not supposed to stay in there too long while you drink that much. Good while Randy's around. All right. So there you have it. Party review. So that's the first party review. Party review number two is, yeah, apparently Josh Gordon and Justin Gilbert, Johnny Football, all involved in a, like, night before or weekend before the final game party. Mm. Yeah, who knows with all that stuff. It all seems kind of, like, blown out of proportion, I think, a good deal of the time. The basis, they suspended Gilbert and Gordon... Or missing a walkthrough or being late or something. Right. And then kept, like, Manziel, some had some other designation since he was already hurt. Yeah, and I do think there's, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with Josh Gordon because, it, to me, I felt like maybe they were like, this season's a bust anyways, and by him not playing that game, this season didn't count against his contract. Right. But then at the same time, everybody, you know, it seems like the kind of reactionary football fans are all like, trade him, he's a bum, he can't even show up to a walk-around and play in a game that doesn't matter. Right, and some people even think they should cut him, him and Manziel. I heard a lot yeah. of that. Well, that's that's stupid. I'm in favor of one of those things. Which one? Manziel. Yeah? Yeah, well, I haven't had a chance to talk about it. Yeah, I haven't been on the show in a you while. You haven't been on the show, you've had no outlet. No, he's just bad. He like, sucks. In the two games, I mean, I don't know. I, there are some issues I have with how those games were called, how they completely seemed to change the offense, even though they said they weren't going to. But he, like, he looks indecisive and just showed absolutely nothing that would make you think he'll have success as an NFL quarterback in any way. Weeby, what do you think about football? Uh, I mean, I don't. he clearly didn't play well at all. Um but I think they're, you know, the sort of uber-reactionary Browns fan way of, like, 
just throwing people in the trash can after two games hasn't worked either. Right. That definitely hasn't, I don't think. Um, Chris, we've talked we talked a little bit about Johnny football, but you know, after having a few weeks to digest it, do you feel how do you feel about him? I don't know. I feel like he was <sighs> thrown into a horrible situation. Definitely. Um you know, and uh, when it comes to the partying and so forth, I don't care too much about that. But, you know, ultimately, if he's not productive on the field, um, we don't have much use for him. But I don't think he's really had a, that much of a chance to prove himself. Well, I mean, when, when you're a backup in the NFL, it's your one job, your backup quarterback, your one job is to be prepared. Mm. And especially in... I mean, the stakes in Cleveland were heightened because if he gets a chance, there's a good shot that he doesn't let go of that job. You know what I mean? And he right. Just they want to give it to him. Yeah, and it, he was given the chance to grasp it, and it just looked like he was completely unprepared or ill-equipped to deal with it. Good point, Ian. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he said he wasn't prepared. It wasn't even like a... You know, it wasn't something that was even questioned. He said it on in the media. But is that is that entirely on him, or is that also on the quarterback coaching? Well, well that guy's gone now too, right? That dude left. As is Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that guy's gone. Shanahan's gone, and the wide receivers coach is gone. What was his name? Dowell Loggins. Yeah, fucking Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Grundy Falcons. <laughs> Me's Cluggins. Who's that uh, Republican guy with a super ridiculous name? I know there's a few, but Daxby Chambliss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Zach> Chambliss. <laughs> Hangs out with him. Um. So yeah, well, let, I want to talk about Manziel a little bit more. I guess we'll just kind of move that up in the outline since we began, you know, went down that road a little bit. Because my question, to all of you, because I feel the same way. Like I don't know if two games is enough of a window. I have a bad feeling right now. He's our quarterback next year. I mean, at the moment, he is technically Hoyer's a free agent. I don't feel too good in that, but I wanted to think about. We talked about this a little bit while you guys were gone, but. What are the other options there? Like, what do you try to do if it's not John Football? Is there anybody in free agency? I know there've been Brian Hoyer and Derek Anderson lead. There are there's speculation, and it's probably not in any way founded in reality. Uh, apparently, Peyton Manning has a very good relationship with Jimmy Haslam. Are you kidding me, dude? Peyton Manning is not coming to the Browns. That would make a great movie, and he would die on the field. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like, dude, every fucking... We should go look this up. Somebody. I might even... I'll just look it up on my phone. We'll talk about it later in the episode. Like, every awesome player played, like, an extra three weeks somewhere else later on that everybody forgot about. You know, like, Willie Mays, yeah. like, Willie Mays played for the Mets for, like, an inning and a half. That he, like, collapsed on the field, and they were like, fuck, we got to get Willie Mays out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't – uh Peyton Manning. There's no way that would happen. You know who else is coming up as a uh, 
as a free agent this uh, this year, Ryan Mallett, who oh, yeah. has been mentioned with the Browns a shitload. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know that I want him to be the quarterback, but I could certainly see them being like, well, Hoyer didn't work. Let's try Mallet now. Right. They're bringing somebody to push Manziel a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. All right. I want to see. I'm actually looking up what QBs here will be available in 2015. Also, Anybody Michael Vick, Jake Locker. Trade candidates include Jay Cutler, Geno Smith. Good. No and no. RG3. Yeah. Free agents. Number one, Mark Sanchez. No, thank you. Yeah. Number two, Brian Hoyer. Good Lord. Christian Ponder will be available. Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> Jake Locker. Go sign, resign. Paul McCoy. <laughs> hey, Tavarius Jackson. I mean, I guess I. If, if you could get. Uh, some of those guys on the cheap, I'd be all right with it. You know, I'd take a chance on RG3 if he's, you know, third-round pick or something. Right. And him and Manziel just have, like, a big fucking crap-off. <laughs> <laughs> a literal crap-off midfield. the playbook, they just run around and they suck. Yeah, like the mobile quarterbacks that can't <laughs> run around anymore. Yeah, they're, like, both undersized and they don't have, like accuracy or arm strength. They can only get one or the other per throw. Ugh. Yeah, I really don't think RG3 is available either. I think, you know, I think we're sort of in that situation, maybe without that flash of greatness that RG3 had, but, you know, they, they drafted Manziel. They've got to let it play out more than it has, or they're going to look really stupid. And, you know, I think perception is something that, that, uh, you know, it's important, especially in, in all fields, but in the NFL, like, you know, looking really stupid doesn't work out for you too well, generally. That is true. I mean... But they've it, looked stupid for years, right? It's been years and years and years. But these guys have managed to hang on for an extra season, so... <laughs> well, the whole offensive coaching staff was like, fuck you dudes, <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of what happened. But, but, you know, if we're, if we're moving on to that, I don't think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, he was being texted plays or whatever, and, you know, like... I don't think Shanahan wanted to stick around anyways. I think this was, you know, a stepping stone or, a, you know, just a place for him to bide his time and he's going to go coach for his daddy or whoever else, you know, like. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes sense that uh, I don't know anything about John Filippo, but the fact that he's kind of doesn't have a incredibly extensive resume probably works out for the Browns because then maybe we can keep him for a few years. He is a young guy, and this is his first offensive coordinator job. So, he's the former quarterbacks coach of the Raiders, and I believe he wasn't that last year. I think he was last year, actually. Read it then. <laughs> what Ian said. Do yeah. you? What do you guys feel about Shanahan? He was a bitch. I don't know. I just had that look. <laughs> that bitchy look. 
That's the type of in-depth analysis you can only get on six Bs and a P. Six bitches. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he had his moments that we were, you know, slightly more successful this season than previous. Some of that, that's probably with him. Yeah. All but he's them. also well, you know, not great either, you know. Yeah, I don't, like, go to – I'm not going to, you know – yeah, I'm not going to bat for him completely, I don't think. But yeah, they were better, I guess. At times. At, at times, they... At, like, it was really funny. Like, I remember games, watching games, like, the ones that were really terrible. Where it was just like, he would just abandon the run so quickly, and there just would be, like, no plays. Like, every series would be three and out. And there was no offense at all. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, how is he even managing to do this? I mean, a large part of the offense obviously went away when Alex Mack got hurt. Right. Did Shanahan get a job yet? Because his dad hasn't gotten hired. Yeah, he got hired somewhere. I don't remember where. Let's look it up. And as far as back to the quarterbacks, too, as long as – I mean, I don't have anything else to add on the coaches and coordinators. Do you guys? This Filippo guy seems all right. Yeah, might as well give him a chance. Uh, Kyle Shanahan got hired by Atlanta. Is the, who got hired as their head coach? I don't know. Nobody yet, I don't believe. Ooh. So, I mean, I'm all right with him. I don't really care that much about Shanahan. I feel like it's okay. It does kind of suck, again, to have people view your organization as being disorganized, I guess. Uh, it looks like Atlanta's getting Dan Quinn as their head coach. Oh, from the Seahawks. Yeah. Mm. The guy the Browns wanted last year, if I recall. Yes, and he was like, no, thank you, dumpster fire. <laughs> I hear you don't mess around with Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger. So, yeah, there you go. Take that, Mike Shanahan. You don't have a fucking running game in Atlanta. Good luck. I hear Quinn's an Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> Is he really? I hear, I hear when he gets here, everyone's going to shout for joy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. So, let's talk about quarterbacks for one more minute, at least. Because I, I want each of you to tell me what your ideal, like based on obviously within reality of either like drafting somebody, picking up one of these terrible litany of free agents, or Manziel, like where do you want the Browns to be either at the beginning of training camp, like what do you see them going in uh, camp and preseason with, and then what do you hope for their starter? Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I think they should try to pick up somebody like uh, Jake Locker or Ryan Mallett. And, but give the job to Manziel and let him, you know, just let that pan out one way or the other. Oh, Get it over with. Yeah. Um, and then, because I don't think in the draft they, I mean, maybe they could try to snag that that Hunley kid from UCLA, he's like the third best quarterback in the draft. Wow. Uh, but that seems like a reach for the first round at least. And then, you know, they'd have to give up too much to go with Marietta or Winston. And I just don't know if either of those guys, I mean, I, Winston seems like a huge asshole, you know, right. He's like Johnny Manziel times 12. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't, I don't know. know. Marietta will be good, but I just don't think there's any way that they'll get that pick, you know? 
No way. Yeah. So, Ian, I mean, I don't, I don't think the draft has an answer. Sorry. Uh, and so you say get try to get like Mallet or Locker or somebody and go with Manzel too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even. I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to go with Manzel. I don't think Hoyer is coming back under any circumstances. And even so, he was kind of really bad. Where do you guys think he goes? Uh, it's somewhere they'll give him at least a chance to compete for the starting job, I guess. I bet he goes to the Texans. I can see that. The Cardinals. I think he's already been on the Cardinals. See? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. We could get Sam Bradford and his robotic legs if we can trade for him. Yeah. He sucks. Watch his ACL explode. We can finish out, we can finish out his career for him. Like, take that, Jake DeLoom style. <laughs> I think that might be an advantageous thing for our, the Browns as an organization if they start getting players with cybernetic implants. Ooh. I like thought you were going to say I thought NFL you were going to say formerly mediocre veteran players in the football equivalent of taking the horse behind the shed. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I do agree with Weeby's notion that we should get a bunch of quarterbacks whose last names are things like Mallet and Locker. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Football. You heard of a Manziel. Football, mallet, locker. Perfect. Touchdown. Uh, touchdown. <laughs> Tackle. If there's a guy in the draft whose last name is Touchdown, we should definitely check him out, I think. Or quarterback. Playoffs! Or winner. Yes, Ooh, Johnny Winner. Or Johnny Winter. Gary <laughs> Player. Or Scott Player. There's Mofonians. So, <laughs> playoffs are happening now. Playoffs? And actually, by the time this goes on, it'll probably be around Super Bowl time. It'll end up there in the interweb. But this, the playoffs, from what I've been told by other people, is where good teams get to play when they finish the season. I don't know. As what I mentioned, it's been a while. But a Brown, a former Brown... Our man, Dequell Jackson, D-apostrophe-Q, followed by a W, uh, got an interception in the AFC title game when the Colts just got destroyed by the Patriots and may have exposed that the Patriots are cheating by deflating footballs. And this is apparently a kind deflate of a... Deflate What did you call it? Deflate gate? <laughs> deflate gate. Ball gossy. that's the other one. People yeah. are freaking out, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw some story where it's Brad Johnson, who was the quarterback when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Tampa yeah, Donnie's a big fan of Brad Johnson, let me tell you. Um, yeah, Tampa Donnie does love BJ. Yes, but good old BJ uh, supposedly just came out after this and was like, yeah, I paid some people $8,000 to scuff up the footballs in that Super Bowl because I sweat a lot and I couldn't throw it if they didn't do that. So he basically know. admitted, he's like, I don't know if his ploy was to be like, eh, that's no big deal. Everybody does it. 
But at the right. same time, why would you willingly like taint your own Super Bowl victory? Yeah, that's crazy. For you're right on a, on several levels. Like he has no. It's like why did you say that, man? Like what's the point? And furthermore, like suppo- supposedly they check these footballs before the game, the refs do, or some sort of officials, you know, from the NFL, and then they do it again at halftime. And the Patriots balls were like fucked up, I think, both times. Eleven out of twelve balls one time. They were like two pounds less the pounds per square inch pressure than they were supposed to be. So they were like really bad, you know. And my question is, is like back in the day was Brad nope. Johnson like they came in and tested the balls and they're like these are okay and then like the refs leave and Brad Johnson just like fuck them up and like some kids <laughs> just come out and like scuff them up super fast and, like step on them like how does this happen? A bunch of street kids with uh, yeah like sandpaper, <laughs> sandpaper and like ninja stars, pieces of glass. Yeah, I mean the whole this whole situation is really I don't know. I mean I never even thought about like where the balls come from, but each team brings their own balls? Like, that's stupid. I was listening to ESPN Radio today, and they were talking about, like, one of the guys on this one show I like a lot was just like, hey, you know, somebody brought up something about the balls they use for kicking field goals, like, earlier in the season. Somebody had said someone, those were deflated more than they should have been. He was like, but everybody knows the balls they use on kick plays are completely different than the balls they use on normal offensive plays. And I was like, what? No, they don't. Like, I didn't fucking know that. Like, I knew they switch out the ball, you know, like, a lot. But I figured it was, like, same ball or ten balls. Yeah, it seems like it should be regulation balls. You know, Randy's... Randy oh. said it before, and I will repeat it here. Wrestling is real, and football is fake. <laughs> Randy, we'd love to have you on the show. Was Do Randy watch. on this season? He was on the Beach House episode briefly. Uh, yes. I think. Yeah. Randy. Randy. So, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Fuck the Patriots. Like, this is obviously not, like, a new thing that they're cheating. Um, I I guess I'm rooting for the Seahawks though, as opposed to the I just don't I could not hope the Patriots would win anything. Dirty pricks. Yeah, doesn't it seem like Bill Belichick is like I don't know like you sent me that old school Browns video where he's being interviewed. Yeah, that's awesome. Weird. Yeah, that's awesome. But then like he had that you know after they won the game he's like it's on to Seattle or whatever and he thought right. he like had this so like. I'm so proud of myself for being funny, you know, like look on his face and it's like, man, you're not funny. You're, you're a square. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Kind of calls him to question the whole, like the whole sport I'd say where he's like clearly considered by most to be the best coach of this modern era of football or whatever. Right. But he just seems like a huge dick, and he's a cheater, and, you know, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. I agree. 6B1P official stance, who gives a shit? People, you know, we've got in the Super Bowl this year. Woo! Both seem like dicks. Yeah, seriously, it's like a big dick bowl. Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> Carol, like, uh, accused of uh, allegedly doing some unethical things when he was a college coach or something? Yeah, he's doing knives at practice. USC, he jumped ship right before the uh, crackdown there happened. Yeah, right English. 
He's so, like, hey, players, you're awesome. Here's hooker and blow and cash. Follow <laughs> me to the NFL. <laughs> Reggie Bush was like, get the fuck off. And hopped at him like that. He's like punching back of running backs off him, Lendale White. Um, so the other thing that I want to talk about the playoffs, since, yeah, who cares about the Super Bowl with both of these teams? Very overexposed teams, I would say. The AFC North, the rest of it got in besides us, and they all lost right away. And none of them won a game, right? Yeah. Well, no. No? Didn't the Ravens and Steelers play each other? <laughs> yeah, the Ravens beat the Steelers, but then they lost. To the who they, no, they lost to the Patriots. Yeah. And, and they, they I saw that there was a story that's like, Ravens say their balls were deflated too. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, they were. Uh, and that, like, yeah, it's like Tom Brady on the sideline, like, siphoning them out. They have some guy. Yes. How's this? Yep. <laughs> There's some guys like you're the ball deflator. Belichick like slips him a twenty. Twenty? I thought it was like eight grand. Isn't that what the other dude said? DJ, yeah. I need to get a job as an NFL cheating assistant. <laughs> ball scuffer. We'll have to talk to Tampa Donnie and see if he how he feels about Brad Johnson saying that. We'll maybe see if we can get him on the line later in the episode. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Right. So maybe Tampa Donnie was he scuffed up the balls. Maybe would, we'll have to ask him that. Yeah. Hey, Wolfman, are you here? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's good. So, do you guys think the Jim Mora gimmick should follow us into season four? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe we dial it back just a smidge. I don't know. <laughs> they were in the playoff hunt. Playoffs? Yeah. Yes. Maybe we should have like a song that uses it. Ooh, yeah, that you is know, good. like a techno remix of the playoffs. There was that one Chris did where he used it a little bit. It's true. Maybe we should only be allowed to use it if the Browns are actually in the playoff hunt. <laughs> Technically, for the first two games or so of the season, they are, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should only use it when they're actually in the playoffs. Ooh. So never again. Never again. <laughs> I don't know. I want to use it sometimes. I like Chris's idea. We'll go with that for now. Wolfman, take us to break, and we're going to go do an end-of-season review, and then we've got the 6B1P awards. Yeah, we'll listen to 6B1 pussy. <laughs> Playoffs? 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 Your time is up, my time is now. You can't see me, my time is now. It's the franchise where I'm shining now. You can't see me, my time is now. In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. You kidding me? Fat, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this, it's automatic. I win this, so you hear those. A soldier, and I stay under you fighting Plus I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thundering lightning Ain't no way you breaking me, kid I'm harder than nails Plus I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail And that sucks 
politician I got the whole block wishing They could run with my division But they gone fishing With no bait Kid your boy whole weight I got my soul straight I brush your mouth like Colgate In any weather I'm never better Your boy's so hot You never catch me in the next man's sweater If they hate, let them hate I drop your whole clan Lay your ass down for the three second tan And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. And we're back. It's the 6Bs and a P Season 3 Finale with your host, Brian Costco. Hey, thanks, Chris. I am the aforementioned Brian Costco, your host here at 6Bs and a P Season Finale on AquamRelegion.com, your one source for force. I'm joined by Chris Pollan. Goulash. Brian Weeby. Goulash. Ian Wolf. Mouth tube. <laughs> Sherry Oliver. And Wolfman. Hey, everybody. All right. So we have been trying to make sense of the Brown season, bring a little laughter, a little warmness to your heart. In this period of time, which is also a period of time that the Browns are not losing. Breaking even. They're on hiatus. <laughs> Which is five. Been so, before we get into everything, I want to say this week, all of you guys, all of our guests, all these conversations are brought to you by the Aqua Bear Legion Fresh Take Hotline. Aqua Bear Legion, our hosts here for now three seasons for six Bs and a P, is trying to raise some money to put out a double LP with 24 Ohio bands. And you have, well, as of the recording of this, 23 days of what I can imagine will be about two weeks left. When you hear this, to donate and pre-order your copy of this record, make sure it happens. Go to AquabearLegion.com and show your support and pre-order. Share it with your friends. It's going to be awesome. There you go. I, uh, I threw in my uh, two cents. Brian, we... Yeah, but I plan to. There you go. Chris Poland plans to. I put in more, more than two cents, Brian Weeby. Ian Wolf. If I might share, Ian Wolf put in his second place fantasy winnings. I did. Yeah. Money I could sure use now that I'm unemployed. Yeah, you really wish you had that back, but you don't. <laughs> might get a record. So, thanks, Aquabear. Go do that. It's really worthwhile. Very cool project. And the Browns. Finish the season seven and nine. Better, worse than you expected, Ian? Uh, honestly, well, at the start of the season, better. At about the halfway point of the season, worse. Yeah, like two different seasons almost. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. Chris? Yeah, honestly, better than I expected, um, but one game worse than I'd hoped for. You won an 8-8. Eight eight. I did. Nice even 500. Last time they had seven wins was in 2007. Which is well, last time they had over seven, or at least seven wins. I, I think they had seven. ten that year. Yeah, it was a good year. They didn't get in the playoffs that year. Eric Anderson. Yeah, B.A., he's available, I think, as a free agent. Get him. Go get him. So that begs the question, then, if this is sort of a tale of two seasons. I just came up with that, guys. Good, good job. Right? That's pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I was going to try to come up with a play on Charles Dickens, and I lost it. So we're going to just go with that. But sucks Dickens. <laughs> By sucks Dickens. No, so what happened then? I think like, that's something we need to try to figure out, or at least talk about, like. What was the point where after they were tied for first and, and in first, I think, for a little bit? Like six and three, I believe. Yeah, six and three, first place in this really tough AFC North, and they just nosedive. They went one and six, I think, from there. What happened? I, I mean, the easy answer is at the start of the year, they were playing over their heads, and at the end of the year, they started playing down to their actual talent level. But that just sounds like magic. You know, like, somehow yeah. they were better than they actually were, and then they weren't. I think just a matter of breaks. I mean, at the beginning of the year, they weren't turning the ball over at all. We didn't have anybody deflating fucking footballs. We should have had some guy <laughs> on that. That apparently is how you get to the Super Bowl. I mean, I also think, I didn't follow other teams as closely, clearly, but I think the Browns had just sort of a crazy, you know personnel issues and injuries and, you know, I, I can't think of a team that had, like, the defense was just hobbling by the end of the year, you know. Losing Alex Mack was huge, not having Josh Gordon for most of the season, you know, just, like, the whole thing. Having a consistent core group of players seemed like a problem, you know. Agreed. And quarterback play, I mean, of course, it seems like that's an issue all the time with not only the Browns, but almost all bad teams in football. It, it, Brian Hoyer, when they were 6-3, and three, it looked pretty good. I mean, he didn't look, like, unbelievable, but he didn't hadn't thrown a lot of interceptions. And he had run the – he had won. Like, he had – I won't say game manager, because I think that's a dumb description, but he had won games. And then he just – collapse, and I don't know if it was Manziel breathing down his neck, I don't know if it was a case like, you know, you guys said of a team, people playing down to the level that they're actually at, instead of this weird, like, magical bonus world that Brian Hoyer becomes like a moderate quarterback because <laughs> that's what he was he's a moderate quarterback with, like, a defense that played really good in the games they won and these running backs that nobody knew how to defend yet and, and I found it pretty amazing how quickly the fans turned on him, too, once he started. So sucking. fast. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. I, I mean, I still think, like, Brian, I, I mean, obviously, I could be persuaded to, like, sign somebody like Jake Locker or Mallet to compete with Manziel and bring, like, a guy, you know, at least he's been in the league. Locker would be better as somebody that actually played. But, you know, Brian Hoyer, I think, is still, like, a viable bridge quarterback, you know. I think, at least, maybe. Something... He looked a lot better for nine games than he did for, like, five. Ugh. I mean, which one of those are you buying is the real Brian Hoyer? Someone in the middle. Someone in the middle. Yeah, we tried to sign a wide receiver and draft a bunch of defensive guys and offensive linemen and throw them out there. I mean, is it better than Johnny Football? I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. I feel like maybe if we'd stuck with Hoyer all season, we might have hit eight and eight. Honestly, I think you're right. But that, I mean, Hoyer is like an eight and eight guy, though, right? Yeah. And there's schedules. The ceiling. 
That's the ceiling. Yeah, you're right. Brian Hoyer's not getting any better. Maybe that's what you saw. Like maybe that was Brian Hoyer's peak. Was like game nine of that season. Now he's got the noodle arm. So did he choke, Brian Weeby? Did Hoyer choke? Is he to blame? Uh, I mean, no. I think the Browns choked. Uh, Collectively. Yeah, I mean, his play definitely fell off, and I, I don't think he's great. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to say he choked, I guess. Like I said, I feel like he's an 8-8 eight eight quarterback, and uh, maybe with a better team that's completely healthy, he could have done even better than that. I don't know. Who's the GOAT then, Brian? Who do you blame it on? Uh, life. Life's the goat. Ian, do you have a different goat? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Come on, Ian. Think about the pills you're on. I know. I want some more of them. <laughs> some good radio tube mouth. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there necessarily is a goat outside of uh, expectations that were set by, again, the team outperforming what they probably really were for such a large part of the season. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, I agree with Chris. I think that's a weird, like, magic statement. Like, you're sort of like, these guys were better for, like, periods of time in these, like, nine games. I don't look at it as magic. I mean, they were above the mean, and then they regressed to and below the mean. I think 8-8 eight and eight is probably about the talent level of this team. And, I mean, in order to get there, you have to win games and lose games, and the order you do it in is not super important. They did have a lot of clo really, really close and really last-minute losses as well. Yeah. A few plays. We I know we shouldn't play the what-if game, but a few plays, and they're 10-6. and six. And still wouldn't have made the playoffs, right? Probably not. Man. They lost to everybody in the division. What about Gordon? Did Gordon showing up cause turmoil at the end of the season, Chris? You think? I don't know if I think that. Uh, it's a, a theory that I heard other people discussing, you know, that he's hard to work with and he showed up and, you know, uh, maybe he and Hoyer didn't have a lot of chemistry. I, I'm not sure. Um, I think it was expecting a lot to think he would come in and, you know, um, we would win every game or anything along those lines. But, you know, certainly um, could have fared better. Yeah, it seemed like he didn't mesh completely with everybody. But he, I mean, at times it worked on certain plays, but overall he did seem to kind of do something to the offense. Brian Ian seemed like it threw it off a little bit. Yeah, like, it seemed like he was trying to force it in there. Yeah. Forcing it yeah. in there. It wasn't working, but, you know, I, I'm certainly not in the camp of, like, trade him or cut him, I think. Let him have a Make him quarterback season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. I think his suspension was total bullshit, and I think if he played the entire season with the Browns, this wouldn't even be a discussion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So the other two things I wanted to talk about season review-wise um, is – well, at least before our pie corner, which is also off-season related. That'll come later on in the episode. But is what what do you think about as far as ownership? What, what's your feelings on Haslam and even Ray Farmer at this point? Like, you know, 
obviously Shanahan, there was lots of stories going around of him having some friction and disagreements. Obviously, we know that Haslam is a criminal, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I still don't totally understand why he's not in prison. Because he's rich. Yes. I have parts to understand. Even for a rich guy, though. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like only the uh, petty thieves go to prison for stealing stuff. Only minorities and the poor. Yeah. So this is officially the point on 6Bs and a P where <laughs> we call for class warfare. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, not happen. It seems like the season finale is okay for it. Yeah. Let's take down the 1%, guys. Let's Along those lines, you know, I mean, I was reading some things after all this stuff with this partying and Manziel and Gordon and Gilbert and these guys and, your, you know, your future, your, your both of your first-round draft picks from last year and obviously a guy in Gordon that has a lot of baggage and was already suspended and, you know, it, basically saying that Haslam kind of doesn't do anything to rein this environment in and, you know doesn't know how to handle these guys. And even he kind of like came out and gave like a half-assed statement about it. Working with the young guys. You know, I think, uh, you know, I heard uh, Dante Whitner, the Hitner, uh, Pro say stuff. Yeah, uh, congratulations to him about, uh, you know, that they need to like, these guys need to get on board or and wise up or get off the, you know, get off the ship. Or whatever. But uh, to me, that seems like something he could probably take care of. He's Dante Hittner, you know, like, lay Johnny Manziel's ass out a few times and practice. Call him a bitch and maybe he'll step up. There you go. Come on, Hittner. <laughs> Tough love. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. That's just a theory I, I've been working on. It's not a bad theory. Yeah, what do they do with these guys? You know, I mean, I know we've been talking about it a little bit throughout the episode, but what do they do? You keep, I mean, obviously they're under contract, and in Gordon's case, they're really talented. You got to figure out a way to at least try. If he fucks up again, he's probably suspended or, you know, out of the league. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, you know, I, I hate this phrase, but you know, the come to Jesus talk or whatever. You know, they need to they need to be like, hey, you either do this or we'll just, like, put you on the bench and you'll waste away here. So, you know, I mean, I think that would be a greater threat than, like, being cut. Right. You know waste away I mean? on the Cleveland Browns not playing. Have so. fun. But, yeah, if he's good and he can, like, you know, get his shit together, it could be pretty amazing. Anyway. They need to get their shit together. Yeah, yeah, and Manziel, I mean, I think he's going to at least be there next year unless they trade him. And I think without, like, another quarterback really under contract on the roster, I can't see them trading him. And what would they get for him? Like, uh, some scuffed-up footballs? <laughs> <laughs> scuffed-up footballs from Brad Johnson's garage. <laughs> Which is far more than uh, Brandon Whedon would have fetched a few years back. Yes, you just get some baseballs with him. Let's go to Broken Bandwagon, everybody. Brian Weeby, hit him. Uh, well, I'm calling this one so right, so wrong, and it's looking back at this season. And I think my uh, my wrongest moment was when we were, I believe, 7-5, and five, 
And Chris was like, I've been looking for 8 and 8, and we're nearly there. And I go, we're there, man. <laughs> and then as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, shit. Because I knew we wouldn't get it then. So that was so wrong. So right, though, I have to say I scooped the uh, the press on saying that uh, Josh Gordon was sandbagging so Manziel would get to play. I believe I broke that story because I saw news reports on that and everything, and nobody. I was the person who said it first. I'm, just, I'm, I'm claiming it. So that's my uh, so right, so wrong, broken bandwagon, season three, year-end wrap-up review. So right. What else do we got left here? Uh, all guests on Six Bs and a Piece Season 3, Nally, Aqua Bear Legion, Fresh Take, Fresh Line. Go uh, donate. Get yourself a record. You lose that pro, you two records. Yeah, two records for the price of one. Double LP. It's Pie Corner. Pie Corner can get you a slice. Pie corner, it's hot. It's hot and it's nice. Nice. Hey, I like pies. All right, Wolfman. Well, boy. Wolf. See you later. <laughs> wow. Wolfman, you said I'll see you later. Huh. Wolfman, what's your favorite kind of pie? Uh, he's gone, dude. Did he leave? Yeah, he left. Okay. Good to see you later. He just bolted out the door. All right, Wolfman, everybody. Yeah. So we're doing wishing pie, which doesn't make sense, I know. But I want to know from each one of you what's your one wish for the Browns offseason. I, mean, I, I need a little more clarification. For the Browns or for myself during the Browns offseason? <laughs> Good question. For the Bra- I guess you could do both if you wanted. Okay. Throw a little weeby pie in there, too. Ew. Ian, <laughs> it'll be easy for you to shoot something out of that tube. Uh, Chris, you yes. want to go first? Um, I really, my biggest wish for the Browns offseason is that there's no huge disaster. You know, it seems like there almost always is some sort of crazy crisis or weird thing happening in the offseason and I guess you know my my wish for the Browns offseason would be no 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 bad news good wish no drama no drama save the drama for your mama Ian Hi. what's your wish oh uh, yes, as, along the line of the Chris's I guess but I won't take his um, you can take it it's okay no, I don't want it now so I'm sorry. Stuff it back in your tube. Um, I, just a quarterback, I guess. A competent one. One that's competent quarterback. Without any like serious question marks. We're so, setting the bar high. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe one of those two things. Am I also supposed to have a wish for Brian Weeby during the Browns offseason? I think so. Yeah. What do you want to have for the Brian Weeby during? I, I just want him to eat a really good sandwich. Ooh. I think I can handle that. Yeah, Brian Weeby, wishing a good sandwich on you. Weeby, what is your can wish? Can I do my Weeby wish? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I wish for Weeby to tour Middle America with Weed Ghost, showing his film in the off season. 
There you go. I wish for that too. <laughs> Summer 2015, are we doing it? We should. I agree. Can I come? Um, you gotta drive yourself though. Yeah. Can't ride in the weed ghost car. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll get an escalade. Uh, escalade would be sweet. JK, bro, we're getting an escalade. JK rolling. Okay. Brian Weeby, what are your wishes for your own life and the Browns' life? I don't know. I've got a lot of wishes for my own life. I won't get into all that. I, so I'll just say I hope to see all you guys soon and often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in terms of the Browns, got a got a dark horse here. Uh, I hope they sign Indomicon Sue or however you say his name. And the Browns become the bad boys of the league, stomping on people and tearing out dreadlocks and Stepping on next. General Mayhem and Sue's. Next yeah. Step. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah, my my Browns wish for the year is that they make two smart picks with those first-round picks, and they sign some free agents, and they try to make that team better in some way and just figure out a way to try to improve and keep the right parts of what you have. I know it seems obvious, but, like, it's what these guys are supposed to do for a living. And, Brian Weeby, I hope to see you, too, at that Weed Ghost Middle America tour. That's my wish for that. Brian Weeby wish. Brian Weeby wish. The Brian, Brian Weeby wish. wish Foundation. The Brian Weeby. And that... <laughs> This segment brought to you by the Brian Weeby Make-A-Wish Foundation. Making dreams shine since 1986. For Brian Weeby. <laughs> all property, all dreams, property, Brian Weeby. Brian Weeby does not endorse Brian Weeby. Kind of trailed off there. It's not a charity. <laughs> it is not. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a charity. We're not even associated with it on this show. It is time before we head out um, for the season. We'll probably be back around the draft, I imagine, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, watch draft. Yeah. Draft day. Yeah, have you guys watched draft day yet? Oh, I haven't done. No. Come on. After my review, you couldn't. You didn't want to go see it. I felt like I lived it. <laughs> it was a really good review. All right. It was, but I do want to watch it. You should watch it. Is it on Netflix? No. Is it on Hulu Plus? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's on Fandor. Have you heard of Fandor? Crackle. Uh, Sounds like something from Middle Earth. Crackle. <laughs> Fandor. So we're going to do, before we leave uh, this season, we're going to do the 6B1P end of season award show. Do we have any theme music, Ian? That was awesome. Yeah. That was really great. Did you play that with your mouth tube? <laughs> yeah, I did. I put a read in it. The way this works is that we have a few different categories here, and we're going to just kind of come up with as a group. Uh, there's a few where there's some choices. Others where I might just ask one of you guys to give me your answer about the show, about the Browns, about whatever. Um, from this season. So I want to get each of you guys for this one, and that is 
Browns Player of the Year. Browns Player of the Year. Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. e. who, I don't even remember his name, but the guy who replaced Billy Cundiff. <laughs> Garrett. Oh, so, Garrett Hartley? Is Garrett Hartley. Jimmy Weeby. Okay, very good. Weeby, player of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Deshaun Gibson, because when he got hurt, shit really went south. That is the truth of it. Uh, Ian. Um, I'll go with my mid-season MVP, Spencer Lanning. Not bad, Spencer Lanning. Um, I am going to go with Alex Mack. Because obviously he made them win. Clearly. As far as the guy who actually played most of the games, I'm going to say... Hmm. That's a tough one, man. Joel Batonio. <laughs> he chased that one guy down. Remember, that was awesome. He did. That was awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he was good. Uh, next one, Sherry, do you have a Browns player of the year? I know that's you're... who I was going to say. Really? Who's the fat guy on the cover of the magazine that chased the guy down? Yeah, that's right. With the game that 6B1P, 6B1P went to... I bought a program from it, and Joel Batonio was the cover. Uh, so he, like, sat on the table in our living room for a while. Until he did something. He's, yeah. he's the Joe Thomas torchbearer. Yeah. Joel, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, next. Basketball. Uh, next. So out of those, oh, those ones, everyone's got it. Can anybody agree on one? Do we have a consensus? <laughs> Sean Gibson was pretty nasty. Eh. I guess I, I would maybe say uh, Batonio is Rookie of the Year. Ooh, nice. We didn't have that. Let's do that. Batonio, you get Rookie of the Year. Boom. about about uh, uh, Williams? Who? Williams? The, oh, yeah, he was a good rookie. Either Crowell or Karen Swift. There are a lot of really good rookies on the team this year. But you give it. I still give the rookie to Batonio though. Oh yeah, probably. But the saying it's not not so cut and dry. Was Hawkins a rookie? No. Okay. But some of those other little receivers were. Okay. That had some moments. Can't think of their names. Little babies. Yeah. Little babies. <laughs> play of the year, Brian Weeby. Do you remember play of the year? Um. Year. The one that came to my mind was when we were at the game when uh, Joe Hayden batted the ball to Whitner, I believe, and had a nice interception return against the Buccaneers. That was probably that was just a nice moment to be at the stadium, and I remember it pretty clearly. That was pretty awesome. Chris? Yeah, that was definitely an awesome one. Um, but when you brought up her... Or was it Ian brought up Spencer Lanning as his player of the year? Um, there was that uh, punt that looked like it was going to be a huge disaster that he pulled off this crazy, like, side-footed rugby kick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty great play. Ian? Uh, 
was it, I think it was Travis Benjamin made the touchdown catch at the in the last minute against the Titans. Mm. Oh yeah, that was pretty awesome. Kind of as like when things were at their happiest. Definitely. Yeah, those were better times. Costco. Um, I was trying to think. You know, the my favorite game, which I don't think is it was on here either. That was probably the Bengals, the one where they just destroyed the Bengals. And I was trying to think if there was a play in that that really, you know, was the awesomest. But I did like when Joel Batonio chased. Obviously, that was more preventing a negative from being worse than a positive, you know. But that was pretty awesome. Um, uh. But that's like one of those plays that could be like a never give up meme or something. Right. Erwin, uh, did Spencer Landing's the one that got kicked in the face, right? <laughs> the other one I was going to pick, of course, even though he's such a jackass, was the Johnny Manziel like, diving touchdown. It was a Pretty glimmer exciting. of hope. It was the worst. No, that was the diving the other <laughs> That was like two points later. <laughs> oh, that was bad. All right, injury of the year. Chris Mullen. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Alex Mack. Sherry? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, even though it wasn't a long-term injury, the face kick from Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. We, was that Lanning who took the face kick? Yeah, totally. He is a champion. <laughs> he is a champion among men. Weeby. I mean, I'm going to stick with Deshaun Gibson, although I do think Alex Mack probably deservedly wins the category. I think so, too, yeah. But Deshaun, definitely a close second. He was leading the league in interceptions at that time. And I think he still finished, like, second or third. It's pretty sweet. Ian. Alex Mack. Okay, we'll give it to Mack. All right, a little 6B1P action here, guys. Guest of the year. Who is your favorite guest of the year? Lord Baelish. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think I have to go with Lord Baelish also. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Um, let's just make it a consensus. Baelish. Yeah. Well, we know Sherry. I want to get Sherry's on this one because I know it's not Lord Baelish. Dave Obenauer, a vote, a vote for Dave. Wait, Brian, what was yours? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ambadani is pretty funny. Oh, I forgot about all those. <laughs> <laughs> there been, there's been a lot of people in these studios. You know, over through. Last week doesn't have to hear this. Who? Old man. Yeah, Wolfman did leave. It was quick. Tweet of the year, and I'm going to give you guys a couple options here. And I don't have, you know, obviously this is just a sampling. I kind of had to go back through quick, but there's four of them. The first one's from Fake Jimmy Haslam. And these are all tweets of the week throughout the season. The first one's from Fake Jimmy Haslam, one of my favorite accounts. Last Monday Night Football, it was Whedon versus McCoy. Tonight it's Richardson versus Hillis. Tune in next week for Reggie Hodges versus Chris Gardaki. 
And then Dante Hitner at Dante Whitner, see what he did there, says, Lunch anyone? I'm downtown. Smiley face with little sunglasses on. Number three, Isaiah Crowell, the crow, at Isaiah Crowell 34, back in Cleveland, minus three or four dreads. Oof. Ouch. What happened to those dreads? I don't know. Somebody yanked them out of his head, I think. During the football game? Yeah, I remember that. I remember who it was. Tampa Bay, maybe, I think. Nobody who's already been in Cleveland yet wouldn't be back in Cleveland. We passed the Tampa Bay motorcade. Remember that, guys? Or no, the Jacksonville game. Jacksonville. Yeah, the pool pool game. And then our last one is Jason Pinkston, at Jason Pinkston OL. It's colder than two light-skinned chicks outside. Jason Pinkston there. There's also a, a, a fifth entry that I'm not going to remember verbatim, but it was something about how Love and Basketball is Terrence West's favorite movie. We'll <laughs> <laughs> throw that one in the running, too. Anybody got a pick? Uh, I'm the Pinkston one because I don't understand it. Jason Pinkston, you're the winner for Tweet of the Year. It's the Tweet of the Year! I would like to throw in an honorable mention for everything Bernie Kozar did, misspellings, strange capitalization, and all. Changing his name to Bernard. Bernard Kozar QB. <laughs> hey, that, that change started last year on the last episode. If yeah, you... I, I almost threw in a Bernie tweet. There was that great one about somebody, it was like somebody did good from another team that was like from Ohio. And he just is like that nonsensical hometown o. Um, so we'll give it to Jason Pinkston, though, that is pretty good. Best non-Browns topic covered by 6B and a P this year. Hey, what was the question? Ah, uh, oh, come on, Pills. Oh, I got one. I got one. The Union. Oh, yeah. There that, you was go. that was actually good. The winner. <laughs> That's the winner. We'll give it to the Union, the Union player. hard-hitting expose on violence in the NFL earlier in the year. Oh, yeah, that we did get, like, real for 22 seconds. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, th- this winner is already decided, and that will go to our own Brian Weeby as the champion of the Ohio players. There it is. Congratulations. You're welcome. Don't ever forget how great that moment feels. Yeah, I, I don't. Very lucky. That's all I can say. Anything else? No, no just luck. All right, just luck for Brian Weeby. Gracious, gracious winner. Final players, fantasy football champion. One final award, and that is the Leroy Kelly Six Peas in a Pod episode of the year. Or something like that. Something like that. And I feel like if anyone has a nominee, we should throw it into the ring and pick among four or so. I'm going to nominate the episode that I mentioned earlier where Ian was on those pills for his back. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with that one, too. Stats versus pills is a good one. Stats versus pills. <laughs> I recall on that one. It's not super. The, game where we, the one where we went to the game was good, too. 
Yeah, that was going to be my pick. I, d- I don't remember if the episode was fantastic or not, but just huh? the experience of the going to to that game was was fantastic. Memories. I've got I've got an answer. Yes. The next episode. Go. Uh, <laughs> what are you we giving? Matthew McConaughey style. The episode five years from now. Don't forget about the Tampa Bay episode. Yikes. That is not <laughs> my pick. <laughs> uh, there it is. So, what are we giving it to? Stats versus pills? Sure. Yeah. I'm fine with that. There it is. Something like that. I'll have to hear that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I think the Leroy Kelly bit should get, you know, clip of the year. Yes, for sure. Yeah, Leroy. Celebrity appearance of the year. Was that Dave that got that one? Dave did get that one. Dave, we'd love to have you on the show. What is worst bit of the year, six peas in a pod? Oh, <laughs> Despite all that pea potty excess. <laughs> excess and success. Well, anything else, guys, before we sign off here? Uh, go Browns, I guess. Go Browns! It's been a great season. I thought, I thought, you know, even though the Browns didn't have a great season, I think we did. Yeah, I felt like six Bs and a P did a lot better than seven and nine. Yeah. For sure. Nine, nine six, and one. <laughs> what Stats was the one? Tied in that one episode. I think the Tampa episode was the one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll be back here probably in some months. We'll talk about the draft. We'll have an episode then, and then we'll get ready for another season where hopefully it's not sad Browns football. And tune in for our new podcast where we read internet reviews. The first episode's about the Blue Yeti Pro, entitled, Fuck You, Blue Yeti Pro. (laughs) Ryan, do you have a do we have a clip from that? Um, hold on a second here. Let me let me. I'll read let me call up a review. You gotta cue that yeah, up. That's the clip. Cue that up. You can find six teams in the P all off season long on AquabearLegion.com. All archived, all three seasons there for you. They're still funny sometimes. We're on Twitter at six B one P. That's the number six letter B, number one letter P. And on Facebook by searching six Bs and a P. Again, all guests in this episode and our hosts and overlords, the Aquabear Legion, could use some money. If you go to aquabearlegion.com, you can order a record and uh, help put out something really cool 24 bands on two LPs. Weeby, do you have that up? Uh, I already played the clip. It's me looking for something to read. But uh, I'll, I'll get another one here for you. <laughs> do we have a. <laughs> I love my blue snowball mic. It works flawlessly. I love my MXL88XL mic. It works awesomely. No issues. Sadly, the Yeti Pro is an overpromising Frankenstein's monster of a mic that doesn't deliver anything. Well, unless you're looking for terrible audio on purpose. Oh. BTW. This is using either the XLR or USB connections. BTW. That stands for Big Titty Women. Yes. <laughs> BT Dubs. <laughs> All right. I think well, that's a T-shirt there. Big Titty. Big Titty. I'd love to put Ian in that T-shirt. 
Yeah, I'm wearing it right now, man. <laughs> in your mind. Right. I'm not wearing anything in reality. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone out there. Look like boobs. It does. <laughs> we do need some 6B1P t-shirts. Maybe we should have a contest and let the user go. Let's have a contest <laughs> right now. Right. Design a t-shirt for us, America. No one is listening this far in. No, nobody. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm out. Love to. All right, we'll see everyone in a few months. Thanks to you guys for being a part of this. It was an awesome year. Thank you. Buy the goddamn Aqua Bear record. Come on. Yeah, we'll buy it so we can put that shit out. Go Browns! Browns. Oh, baby! Oh, baby! All right, well, fam. Mary a wiener in sight. <laughs> Mary a wiener to be found. <laughs> <laughs>